This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. This is episode 695. Coming up tomorrow morning is another new episode and the debate rages on. Are patents entrepreneurial or totally unfair? It's a heated debate. Weigh in tomorrow morning. Good morning, everybody. Nathan Latke here. My guest this morning is Rickard Carlson. He's the CEO of Detectify, a Stockholm-based security startup. Selected as one of Sweden's super talents in 2015 by the Swedish Swedish business publication Vectens Affair. What, by the way, Rickard, what does Sweden super talent mean? Uh, There is a magazine in Sweden that selects like a group of people every year from different type of categories: startup founders to entrepreneurs to uh, business people, etc. With young people over as talent and list them as talents. Awesome. Well, guys, he's lived and worked in Sweden, the USA, and India. He holds an MSc in Applied Physics and Electrical Engineering. Rickard, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, I am. All right. So kick us off here. What does Detectify do and what's your business model? How do you make money? Uh, Detectify integrates security testing into the development workflow. So instead of maybe today companies buy you know an annual pen test once a year, and you have a small security team centralized at the company, we try to bring, uh, make sure that security testing is being brought out uh, into the whole development organization. So instead of five people knowing security, 500 people should be knowing security. Okay, and give uh, it, make that real for us. Like, give, give us an example of a company that uses you and how they use you. Maybe, maybe Pipedrive, because I know who they are. I know they use you. So Pipedrive uses Detectify uh, as a part of their security routines to make sure that they ship a secure solution because people, I mean, we test web applications uh, and I mean, people that people trust Pipedrive with, with their data and their sales data. So for security is important for Pipedrive and they use Detectify to automate a large part of the security testing. So this is almost like how you have a company, maybe like Sauce Labs, which helps you when you release a new, like you know, new product release, they help you do kind of, you know, regular testing, right? Parallel testing, you know, s- continuous integration. You're kind of another layer on top of that, which is, hey, we live in an unsecure world, add Detectify every time just to make sure you're also safe. Yep, correct. Very cool. Okay, what's, your, what's the average customer pay you per month? Uh, it's 80 euros today. Okay, month. 80 euros. And then... Okay, so that gives us a good sense. I mean, that's affordable for anybody listening, especially if you're releasing code. So, Rickard, take us back, man. Tell us a bit about this story. What year did you launch the company in? Uh, the com- I mean, the first lines of code were written really old back in 2012. Uh, I guess company building started in 2014 slash late, late 2014. Uh, okay. But it's a fairly big technology stack. So it's not just no fluffy puffy interface on uh, wrapping some other guys technology so we actually have real technology behind uh, and that takes quite a time to develop actually yeah i like this guy any electrical scientist that comes on my show and figures out how to work in fluffy puffy uh, i'm a fan of <laughs> no all right so rickard 2012 was when you were thinking about it how old were you at that point uh i i I mean, I was not fully part of it by then. It was um, my co-founders that are some really some of the world's best white hat hackers. 
they have more or less as part of this responsible disclosure scene they've hacked you know google and facebook and dropbox they hacked facebook with the help of dropbox etc uh, and they started to automate more and more of their own work uh, more or less making their own life easier uh, and this is completely legal because this is part of what's called responsible disclosure um, and while they were doing it they realized all these big companies they already have automation in place but hey we are building we as uh, teenagers by them actually building better tools than this billion dollar corporations actually maybe we should build a company around it mm -hmm. so that was 2012 you said you kind of jumped in in 2013 2014 did you guys i mean how that collision happened everyone always wonders how do i find great co-founders uh it was through one of like the angels angel investors into detectify uh that more or less knew me through my previous job uh and they found me that way what was your previous job I used to work as a business consultant at McKinsey Company. Okay, so, so what you're... Then, yeah, doing IT strategy and IT organization and IT security, but then for, you know, really, really large development organizations of thousands and thousands of people. What were you making at McKinsey before you quit? I don't know, actually. What would it be? 100K, 100K a year plus? About in USD? In, in euros. In euros. So, so... And, and remind me again, I mean, are you single with no kids at this point? Like, you can take a risk because you have no responsibilities? And I have a girlfriend, uh, and I'm building a house at the moment. So, okay. no, not really. Well, I guess the girlfriend, maybe that's a little responsibility, right? She's not going to like that I said that, but, you know, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you give up that salary. That begs the question, why? Did you just not like working at McKinsey, or you love the startup? How'd they convince you to quit your corporate to jump in the startup? Uh. I only moved to this because I felt like I'm going to learn new things. Uh, I felt that security is something that's going to be more and more important in the world in the future. This was three years ago before everybody was talking about security. And I felt, okay, I would never, I could always benefit from learning about security and doing something in a smaller organization for real. Um, so that's what's more or less. I only focused on the learning experience on insecurity. Okay. And so you join in and you said there's three of you co-founders. Four. Four. Did you just split 25, 25, 25, 25, or do you do it differently? We do it a bit differently depending on the knowledge and the time invested at that time. Okay. All right. So everyone kind of has a different amount. And then what about, you mentioned you raised, you joined after they had already raised a little bit of capital. How much total have you raised to date? Uh, we raised about two and a half million euros. Okay. Two and a half million euros. And was uh, the last round, was it a priced equity round or just a convertible note? No, it was a priced equity round. Priced equity round. And, and what more... Go ahead. Yeah, that's, I guess, more normal in Europe. Yeah. As the guy that I imagine you're kind of the CTO, is, are you the CTO? No, I'm CEO. Okay. Uh, okay. So as CEO with a technical background, did you spend the majority of your time doing that fundraise or did other co-founders do that? No, more or less. I, I had the fundraising hat. That's so, me. So what so was that? I, I do everything except coding. Oh, yeah. Back then. Back, then, yeah. back then, I did everything except coding. So you do sales? Uh, yes. That's awesome. What is the, so walk me through, what's it like to be a, a startup in Europe looking for funding? I mean, how many VC meetings did you take before you got someone to bite? I don't know, 15, 20 maybe. Okay. And what was the tipping point? What, what made the first, what made the one that ended up investing go, aha, I see it. I think we managed to get one or two uh, important angels on board. Uh, one was that uh, founded the F Secure, so it was Risto Silasma. Yeah, uh, it's a famous, famous, fairly famous security company here in Europe, at least. 
So we got him aboard, and then I think that led to another conversation, et cetera, et cetera. So 2012, fast forward today, you raised $2.5 million. How many customers are you serving? We're serving about 350 customers today. Okay, 350, great. And are those, uh, most of these customers, are they companies like Pipedrive, or have you moved upstream or downstream? I mean, the, the range is, I guess, the majority is still the long tail customer because we, we focus on actual, we're still, we're still in a product space. We still focus on the actual user. So the majority is in what we call a long tail segment. Uh, typically, user pays um, 60, 70, 80 euros a month on average. Um, and But then, of course, we're serving an increasing number of larger customers where they start maybe where they start at 1,000 euros up to maybe 5,000 euros a month. Okay, so again, 350 customers at our pool of about 80 bucks. You guys are doing what, about 30 grand in monthly recurring revenue to date? Yeah. That's pretty healthy. So that two, so again, the 2 million, 28 grand per month, uh, 350 customers. Um, are you in your office right now, guys? If, by the way, if you're not watching, uh, maybe you're only listening to audio, we've started releasing shows on my YouTube channel and on my Facebook, so you can actually see Rickard here as he come, we go back and forth in his office background. Rickard, are you in your office right now? Yeah. Oh, nice. We're, move, we're moving on Saturday, so the background will look different if you would have done it in a week from now. Uh-oh. You know what everyone always tells me? They raise capital. They move from their cheap office to their expensive one. They always say it's the biggest mistake they ever make. Why are you moving? Because we're out of air. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> productivity is, is, is being uh, imp significantly impacted. How many team uh, members? We are about 25 people now. Oh, wow. With part-timers, the thesis workers, et cetera. So 25 people and you're doing 28 grand a month in revenue. Uh, you know, that's an average salary. If you're breaking even, that's an average just headcount expenses of about, you know, 12 grand salary per employee or about a grand per month. Uh, you must be just burning cash like crazy right now. I mean, I guess it's also cheaper to run things in Europe. I mean, salaries are about half in, in Europe, in Stockholm, uh, or even less compared to Silicon Valley. Of, the, maybe. of your 25 people, how many are engineers? Uh, two thirds. Two th uh, those are all full-time engineers. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, good. I mean, uh, I don't know what your numbers are, but I mean, I've heard folks bringing on junior developers in Europe, especially Dublin's a hotbed for this kind of thing for somewhere between, you know, call it 40 and 60,000 USD. And then seniors are going for between kind of 90 and 120. Does that generally match up with what you're seeing? Uh, I have a hard, we're normally discussing salaries by in monthly numbers. So that's okay. What do you uh, see monthly for a junior? About fully loaded costs, about 4,000 euros a month. Fully weighted, do you take your, your rent payment and divide it by 25 team members? Is that included? No, I, I, then, I, I can't, then I include direct salary and social benefits costs. Social benefits. Okay, you said for about so, four. So maybe 4,500 euros a month. Awesome. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. Those, those are, dynamics are interesting. Um, walk us through some of the other economics here. So it's a, it's a cohort of 350 customers. What's your gross customer churn per month? Uh, about 2%. Okay. Okay. So not horrible. Uh, and then what do you, sp have you started kind of paid acquisition? What do you spend to acquire a customer? No paid acquisition. We have two out two outbound salespeople that just started three months ago. So they're more or less, we just in the, in the buildup of, of that phase. Okay. Uh, and everything is more or less, it's built through content marketing and organic marketing. Content marketing, you said? So, so is that, I mean, people might be listening going, well, how did he get his first 100 customers before he hired the two salespeople? That was just you writing blog posts and doing content marketing? Yep. 
Interesting. Great. And uh, are you guys all based over there in the UK and specifically uh, Sweden? Uh, yeah. Okay. Great. And then what do you like? You're, you're obviously early on. So as you, you obviously brought on salespeople, so you have to have an idea of what lifetime value of a customer is to know, like how to build those salespeople's comp structure. How would you think about that? What do you assume the lifetime value of one of your customers is? Because we, I mean, we allow the, the sales team is only approaching the, the more or less the enterprise segment that we're starting to build now, because then you always, then you always at this hour stage, we need to have sales because we want to change how companies work with security so they need to, we need to tell them that you need to change your process uh, and I guess I mean enterprise customers are roughly at plus 10,000 euros a year that's when they start Got so, it. and that's just where we are today and and have you closed any of those yet or you're still trying to get your first one no we have a few oh good and are those are you only signing are you sending them annual upfront or is it multi-year deals upfront payment or what's the structure on those contracts typically it's annual uh, one-year contracts with upfront payment. Okay. And how would you decide to to kind of incentivize your comp people? Like, do, do you pay them all the same thing? Is it, uh, like, what's the percentage they get on the sale? Sorry, could you repeat that? I lost you in... Sure. Uh, if one of those two sales reps closes a $10,000 euro deal for a year, what percentage of that deal do they get? I think it's... I, I, this is, I guess, the one question I would not uh, answer, actually. That's okay. Is it, is it different? Is that why it's, it's a different negotiation for every employee you hire? No, it's actually the same. Oh, it's consistent. Okay, interesting. Um, you, 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 I'm not going to push you here. You don't want to share that. You feel like that's a competitive advantage there? It's just part of your secret sauce? No, it's more or less uh, wouldn't, wouldn't share people's comp structure. That's Got mainly it. No, that's the, totally fair. Since we have so... Since, since you have so few salespeople, it's very easy to identify who they are, and you can easily sure. either uh, either give them a better offer or tell them that uh, and, and to look them look up. What I'm message. what I'm more interested in is you, you see reports coming out all the time from David Scott for entrepreneurs, you know, chaotic flow, Jill York, uh, you know Jason Lumpkin at Saster and his core questions where he talks about like what a typical sales comp structure looks like for your first salespeople and you're typically looking at a you know a base salary and then and then enabling the, to them to earn three times their base based off on average like a 30 percent commission per sale i mean did, did you generally follow a template that's already out there or did you kind of yeah. invent okay got it when i was recently in new york meeting dozens and dozens of you that listened to the show i showed many of you guys my SaaS analytics dashboard i also showed you my website and a conversion dashboard from impression to free trial to paying customer along with many other dashboards I use in my business, like my social media command center and a few others. Now, all of these are built with one tool. I just dragged and dropped them together. You can see how I did that at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. Now, these dashboards, guys, are critical to my business. You know, I refresh them on my mobile phone right when I wake up in the morning. I roll over and boom, refresh. I'll refresh them right before I'm about to take off on a flight because I'm just addicted to data and numbers. They drive my business. So I think they probably drive your business too. You can see my dashboards, how I use them at nathanlacka.com forward slash analytics. Now, if you go through the regular website, that's the tool is called Flipfolio, you only get 14 days free. You go through my link, you get 90 days free. So I got a great deal for you guys. It does expire. So you got to go there now. All right, let's wrap, wrap up here, uh, Rickard, with the famous five. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, I don't read business books. I only, currently, I only read home improvement books because I'm building a house. <laughs> what's your home improvement book? 
uh, I, I think it, it's a Swedish one. It's called Construction Houses ABC. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? No, actually not. Number uh, three, is there a favorite online tool you have, uh, like Acuity Scheduling? I mean, the main tool I use is, is actually my is Google Calendar. That's what keeps my, my daily life together. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Approximately eight, actually. Eight? Okay, great. And how, uh, how old are you? Uh, 32. Okay. And are you, you mentioned you had a girlfriend back in the day. What, what are you now? Are you married, single? Do you have kids? No, still a girlfriend. Still girlfriend. Okay, very good. No kids that you know of, right? Nope. <laughs> All right, last, last question. Take us back 12 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, more about how to build great teams. Uh, how do you get the most out of people? Guys, there you have it. Rickard learned, uh, wishes back when he was 20, he, he knew more about how to get the most out of people. He's building his company called, again, Detectify, which really is another layer that every software company should have on their release schedule, on their weekly sprints uh, to make sure that code they're releasing and product features they're launching are safe and secure. They launched back in 2012 with four co-founders. They raised $2.5 million dollars have about 350 customers paying an 80 dollars arpu so doing about thirty thousand dollars per month in revenue two percent gross customer return per month early on the cac numbers but their team of 25 in sweden is clearly building something special rickard thank you for taking us to the top thank you if you enjoyed rickard today go back and listen to don yesterday he breaks down why a one-year payback period is the most important thing in your business. He knows what he's talking about because he's raised $50 million. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners, but boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Okay, Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cards and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan.